thank you for checking into the home for Weird OCs. This is a podcast where our guest and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. Today, we have Locke on the show. How are you doing today? Hello. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> I feel like there was a wave associated with that. <laughs> I was just having... um. I was just having a moment of like, dang, I just realized I'm on a podcast and that's happening literally right now. Hello, everybody. I'm, my name's Locke. Yes, I'm- hello and welcome to the podcasting world. You have now caught the podcast disease. Oh. You must find someone to spread it to before oh, you make cu- your own podcasts. I got a couple. Hilariously that you bring that up, though. I'm not making a podcast, but I am making something that involves lots of recording. Ooh, Nice. Which I'll be happy to bring that up. But yes, uh, for those who don't know, my name is Locke. I am a gender fluid little bean mm-hmm. who is who loves doing a lot of art, a lot of storytelling, and a lot of, of course, a lot of OC making that I gush mm-hmm. over on Twitter. As those who follow me on Twitter, yeah, they do see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, with all of your wonderful OCs, who are we going to be talking about today? Today we are going to be talking about Ren Alamia Santos. You have to say it like that. <laughs> okay. I'm going to see if I can say it without pulling up the without pulling up the sheet in which I have Ren's name written down. Okay. Ren Alamia Santos? Yes. Heck yes. Thank you Spanish miner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like ready to clap my hands like yay. <laughs> and that is her full name, but Ren for okay. Yes. Um, and she has been an OC of mine for, gosh, for years now. I think four or five years she has been an OC of mine. has gone through. And it's just one of those, like, uh, flexible OCs that mm-hmm. has been in so many different universes, so many different stories. And it's just one of those go-to. Yeah. She's, she's finally getting a story now. <laughs> Good. Well, where did Ren start then? Let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning in 2013. <laughs> Okay. Uh, she started off as she actually did briefly start off as a self insert of mine in uh, the Don't Starve universe, and Don't Starve was still starting out as beta testing at the time too. So the community okay. was yeah, the community itself was still very very tiny, and I drew art of myself in that universe, and someone said like, hey, why don't you make a role play blog? And I was like. What is that? <laughs> what a role? What? What's that? And so, like, I created a character out of the initial design, and that's how she started off. She had like the red, like the red dress, her iconic, thick hair that you could suffocate in, and everything. Okay. And uh, that's how she started off in uh, the Don't Starve roleplay community. Okay. Um. Before I forget, mm-hmm. uh, I am not. I don't. I'm trying to be more aware of stuff on the internet so I can have at least a passing knowledge of stuff. But uh-huh. Don't Starve is that game where you have to, like, gather resources and stuff and everything's really, like, al- washed out, almost, like, black and white kind of art style. Everyone has, like, Richard Burton eyes. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it is a very um, sketchy, muted color uh, style that I fell in love with. I actually, like, used to, how I used to make the art was that I would actually sketch it out in fountain pen because my tablet was broken at the time. So I sketched it out in fountain pen, took pictures of it, and tried to color it through Photoshop. 
but it, yeah, it, and it, Don't Starve Now has grown so much as a game, and it's still going, and it makes me really happy for it, because I was there when it was just such a bare bones. One character, you no, actually just a couple characters, gather resources, mm-hmm. and off you go. See how long, see how long you can live. Yeah. And I have not played that game in years. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing it now, I'm just like, oh boy, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna live long. <laughs> Okay, so Ren started with Don't Starve. What mm-hmm. kind of a story did you have with her in that universe? Uh, it was a it was a rather tragic one. Um, in the role play community, everyone the way that I can think of it is that it was during a time when everyone just wanted that angst behind the characters because again this game was so bare bones. Mm-hmm. We only we could be able to put our theories and headcanons into it and a lot of characters came up with their own tragedies. How did they come to this place? Mm-hmm. Uh, for her, it was a tragedy involving her um, her deceased uh, husband. And I kept that secret under wraps. And I remember like people were so interested in knowing her backstory and memories of what this tra- of what happened in this tragedy. I even like would create like very small comics about it and everything and it'd be like this big reveal and stuff and mm-hmm. I was bad <laughs> but yeah, after, you should be yeah it was a lot of content creation and it and um it was I won't get into detail but it was just sad it was a sad tragedy and mm-hmm. I started to realize that as time passed on and I be, and I found out that I wrote myself into a corner I was like, I'm not having fun anymore. This is too <laughs> sad. This is too tragic. I can't. I can't. I yeah. wrote myself in a corner. So that's when Ren started to become, started to like spread to other role plays among friends at the time, actually. I, I find it interesting you mentioned that like you made Ren back in like 2013 or something. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's a trend that you can kind of like, pay attention that that can be seen in like i'm just gonna say fiction creation across oh, all yeah? mediums mm-hmm. because what like whatever the world sucks more is like whenever everything's good is when people create thing works of fiction and things that are more angsty mm-hmm. more like more dramatic more dark yeah and then when things are more when things are less good <laughs> Like now, <laughs> like is now. yeah, like now uh, is when people tend more so towards like hopeful, positive stories, hope punk, that kind of a thing. I love that a lot, and it actually does make sense because that is pretty much what this, what my characters have been nowadays. Even though Charles, as much mm-hmm. as I would love to gush about him too, Charles was meant to be <laughs> this very. Like, to be very, very brief, he was supposed to be this muy machismo, very masculine, like, mm-hmm. cold face guy that you see in trench coats hunting monsters and everything, but it turns yeah. out he's actually very soft. Yeah. <laughs> and very scared of, mm-hmm. and very scared of everything and worried about his son. And that's the brief description of Charles that I have of him. But yeah, it's, it's more comfort. Mm-hmm. And that's what Ren started to get into, is that I just needed more comfort. Yeah, um, because uh, during that time too, it was such a an extreme change for me because I was only twenty three, going to twenty four, and I was going through a rough time in my own life with like uh, like a, an ex friend that I that I had. Um, 
my own personal things happening at home and it turned into a transitioning time of moving away from San Antonio to Austin and it was the biggest leap inside of the family for me my family treated it like I was moving over to Mars (laughs) it was just an hour and a half away so and so during that time I just needed I just needed my creativity to become more hopeful and comforting Mm -hmm. to put it simply Ren's uh, spread towards other like role playing scenarios and everything became Mm -hmm. my quote unquote safe place pretty much (laughs) yeah so where are some of the places that Ren went after leaving the world of Don't Starve, I guess? <laughs> uh, she started to trickle into the uh, interactions of other people's OC's worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she started off, she was just this, I guess, because I couldn't think of her as anything but someone who came from 1924. And so she was almost like a ghost of a past. And okay. when uh, an old friend of mine, my ex-friend, introduced her OC, who was a wizard. He was a wizard, Harry. You're <laughs> <laughs> a wizard, Harry. <laughs> you are a wizard, Percy. He, he, uh, <laughs> it introduced the idea of her becoming a witch. Mm-hmm. And when that relationship started to pass, um, she, she still interacted with the stories of my good friend Shannon Baxter who I still love to this day and we're still good friends and we've been like we've been friends for a while and we've had stories where it would be mostly Ren who became like her own person interacting with her characters she would interact with stories with ghost stories with her uh, character Sebastian she would interact with um, horror like slice of life horror and uh, mystery with monsters when it came to monsters that represent fears and everything and she became close mm-hmm. friends with them it's just been like that and over time that's just all she's been she's just been her own person interacting with these different characters in different scenarios mm-hmm. and I started to notice that she would make friends with things that would be considered very scary <laughs> yeah and it's like the best like her best friends became uh, a monster and a ghost. Okay. And, and they became like her own little chosen family. It's wonderful. <laughs> That's really nice. Now it's... I have to ask, what kind of monster? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> so my friend Shannon is brilliant. Um, I would say that right now. These monsters are considered to be part of the Fear Guild, and they are monsters who are living personifications of fear. Okay. Her best friend is the fear of adrenaline, that feeling of going through roller coasters, that feeling of being chased by an ex-murderer, that feeling of bungee jumping. That's who he is. And he loves it. (laughs) The feeling of having to make a new social interaction or answer or make a phone call for the sake of insurance. He is is that. The feeling of, (laughs) where's my wallet? (laughs) That's him. (laughs) It's great. And, um, and uh, she's also started to slowly... She was kind of frenemies with one of them recently, who is Smythe Morgate. He is the fear of disgust, and I don't need to get into any details of that. He is the gross things that yeah. you don't like. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he is. There. Uh, then there is Clive, 
who is uh, very wonderful. He's a wonderful sweetheart monster who mm-hmm. represents the fear of misunderstandings. Um, the things that are more scared of you than you are of them. Kind of okay. like, you know, like any kind of deformities or anything like that. Or like something that, or even a scared animal, too. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. Okay. The baby is Fritz. Uh, they are the fear of sound. You know those wonderful sounds that you hear in odd, odd, odd sounds in empty rooms. Yep. You're like, huh. <laughs> especially after watching a horror film. You're just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you stay, you stay up too late reading, uh, reading random Wikipedia articles, and then you're like, oh no, sleeping with the lights on tonight. You hear one knock in a wall, which is just a mm-hmm. house shifting. You're just like, yep. <laughs> You hear the you hear the heat kick on, and you're like, "Oh no!" Yeah, that's it. You just hear a rumble, and you're like, "Oh, oh dear, oh mm-hmm. no! I am mm, I am frightened. Mm-hmm. The ghost has left my my body now. Yep. <laughs> now I gotta run to catch up to it." And their mentor is Marble Man, and he is wonderful. He is phobias. And okay. his phobia is an atmosphere. So he is what causes that feeling of everything just kind of like closing in on you. Even if you're in a single room, you feel that that kind of imposing uh, watch of unseen the, eyes the in the dark. imposing space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is, he is your phobias. He is the fear of the unknown, just things like that. And that is their mentor. Mm-hmm. And Ren just starts, <laughs> and Ren in- was introduced to them, and I was going through a hard time too, also. And she was introduced to them through one of their challenges: "Can you face your fears to become your own person?" Type of thing. Okay. That was that was the story that she first went into. She has mm-hmm. succeeded, uh, and um. It was amazing, actually, because this was a time when even Ren as a character started to surprise me because Ren um, as a character started off as kind of someone who is still very sociable, but very reserved. She doesn't come off as someone who takes extreme leaps and kind of starts off with someone who kind of holds her hand to lead her to other areas. So when Mm -hmm. she was by herself having to face her fears or things that are frightening, she managed to pull through very surprisingly, even me as a writer. Mm-hmm. And it it felt amazing because she managed to um she managed to outsmart certain certain uh situations and there is even one fear or it was like a fear of someone getting to harm's way. Mm-hmm. And so she, not knowing little Fritz, who like disguise herself as a little girl not knowing this person not knowing this innocent little person who was going to get hurt Mm -hmm. Ren took the time to make sure that she got hurt instead of this stranger and that stopped everything and thus she proved her own bravery and courage and that surprised me that surprised Shannon and of course so it surprised the characters and so George the (laughs) fear of adrenaline was just like yo (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like this one this is a good (laughs) egg (laughs) can we be friends (laughs) you're great (laughs) 
Ren was, of course, was just like, I'm still kind of scared of you. And he's like, don't be! Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can just have a drink. It'll be great. <laughs> and that's where Ren started off for, like, a couple of years. She was, like, her own homeless uh, OC for a while. Mm-hmm. So she just hung out with other people's characters who were also okay. having their own stories. That's literally how Ren was, like, for the for, for the next couple of years, too. Okay. Now, b- before I forget, because it sounds like we're heading into a new world for Ren. For Ren. Uh-huh. Um, with this world, what was kind of, like, the setup? Is it going out and, like, helping to tame or accommodate or acclimate these monsters that are made out of people's fears? Or was it, like, a like a have-to-go-fight-the-bad-guys kind of a thing? Was it a... Was it... Or was it, like, a policing things and protecting them kind of a thing it that's a wonderful question um this was more of a coexisting it was a coexistence the as she as she went on with these with these monsters she learns even more about them as well as marble man's philosophy of that everyone always has to go through fear but he wants them he as the monster wants them to have that courage to continue on even if they feel it mm-hmm. he wants he in his in his philosophy wants to see the best in people and that's why he uh rewarded ren who became a, who was a novice witch with this powerful focus that okay. is her that is her red pendant that i always draw even today with a little swirl into it then that's his symbol mm-hmm. and um and so she has learned that with these, that these certain monsters, that they're meant to be something that you have to coexist with and understand that they'll always be there, but mm-hmm. they, they're not there to hurt you in a way. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're just kind of living with them. And so while there is magic and everything uh, inside of this world and like, <laughs> and like things of the unknown, it's her courage and curiosity to want to kind of step forward to learn more and Mm -hmm. to continue on even if she is afraid okay and that was honest to god the character that i needed during the time too i I think that's really good especially because i mean (laughs) real work like talking about the real world a lot of the times like and like anxieties and phobias and things are not always something that can be overcome, but they can be, but they can be treated and acknowledged and like worked around so that they don't necessarily affect you as much in your day to day. Yes, exactly. And um, and Ren during that time became like as she started to grow as her own person, mm-hmm. she became very confident in herself. She was she became someone who was courageous and wanting to even if there is a problem she wanted to get things done and while I was transitioning into practically becoming an adult in my life I needed someone like that to look up to Mm -hmm. um because I needed someone to be compassionate and not be and not be harsh because that's how that because in the end that was how she won these monsters over was her compassion to still protect someone and she still has her compassion to want to get to know these monsters as well and talk with them and everything. And so they coexist. Granted, she couldn't win all of them over, <laughs> that being Smythe. But yeah. eventually, eventually they started to have this mutual understanding. So, yeah. 
So where did Ren go next? Ren uh, started to go towards, um, well, I started to realize that I wanted to actually create her own, uh, her own stories and her own interactions with other people. Um, and so she became, I still, I took the idea of her being a Don't Starve Tumblr roleplay blog and gave her her own roleplay blog. She became an, she became an OC uh, roleplay blog. And that's where she interacted with so many characters of so many different sizes and morals and, and goals and everything. And it was really interesting. And it also challenged like a lot of her own uh, ideals. And, um, but of course, as I looked around and saw the trend of, of Tumblr OCs, I realized, oh, she needs I'm, a story. <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving a real heavy eyebrow raise to Tumblr in general. <laughs> the trend at the time that I saw anyway was like, okay, she needs a story. She needs backgrounds. And I got so intimidated because some of these people mm-hmm. would have like a small chap, a novel chapter written as their background. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So with that, what I did instead was that I started to create like her own world. Like what world did I want? Okay, let's, it's modern. It's a modern world where magic exists. Mm-hmm. Um, at first I was thinking maybe it exists in secret, but me and my partner Janine, when we were starting dating, started to think it's like, nah, that's, that in itself is hard to write. <laughs> Why not just have monsters and have this as a world where monsters and and magic just exist and it's known mm-hmm. and um yeah because that's that's something that I, I feel like it's always been something to dance around with fiction but like yeah. especially since the advent of like harry potter series mm-hmm. <laughs> the question of like why do magical people feel like they need to keep things apart from themselves exactly and i understand that it's that cool it's that cool feeling of whoa magic exists in my world and i understand i get that but what about the feeling of it's always existed and it's not a secret and that's what's Mm -hmm. that's what i find a lot more fun and at the time i was trying to kind of plan and strategize of what would get my character to interact with more characters what would make it Mm -hmm. easier so and what would make her what would what would have her give the reason to interact with these characters and some of them are monsters that are not that great yeah <laughs> and so i came up with uh, some story for her very very basic story that started to build up to what her story is now okay so her story is that she is a witch like like almost every other magic user inside of her world and she is trying to get by by making rent. And how she does it is by having the job of becoming a very fancy delivery person. And that is a okay. gatherer. Uh, and that is a delivery person of certain spells, ingredients, um, artifacts, all that stuff. Very, very fancy delivery person <laughs> of magic okay. and stuff. And so magical postmates is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's magical postmates. You need that thing from this state and it's really hard to get in your area? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go get it. Thanks for the pay. It's really awesome. <laughs> you need powders, hen's teeth? Sure, why not? 
yeah, you need some, you need some fairy wings. I got that. I'll go get it. Hopefully it's already, they're already detached. I don't have to do it. Please don't say fresh, please. Yeah. I'll go get it. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's pretty much what her, like her baseline was, is that she was someone trying to get by through rent in it was, and that's what I kind of wanted. I didn't want this character who was, like, supposed to be the link to a conspiracy of of wizards and everything. Or, like, I don't mm-hmm. want her to be the chosen one. Yeah. Nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when I was 14 years old. But I started to realize that as I got older, I was more into stories of just amazing things happening around you. But they're, you're still slice of life type of thing. You're still trying to get by. You're not someone who is destined for great things. You choose to do yeah. great things. Yeah. Every, everyone can wear the mask. You're already Spider-Man <laughs> type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like there's also a lot to be said for like starting out and dis- and already deciding that it's like the emphasis is going to be more on like like a much smaller scale than a larger scale yeah exactly and that's what kind of for me that's what makes it more personal Mm -hmm. um and that's how that's how run was and as a character well i was still like i just moved to austin and i was still learning how to be my own Mm -hmm. person because for years i didn't think i was yeah And I, fair warning, if I end up crying <laughs> in the middle of this podcast, I am emotional. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I Don't appreciate it. What? I appreciate it. <laughs> because, yeah, like, like I said, I was going through a really, really hard time. Jeez. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it's unfathomable to me that uh, of how much it took for me to try to take a try to take the steps of when I had to you know not make it by I'm not saying that I was like like on the streets or anything I'm not saying I was kicked out I'm saying Mm -hmm. that I had to make that life-changing choice Mm -hmm. in from either staying in a very stagnant not emotionally healthy life or take the leap Mm -hmm. to become my own person yeah and striking (laughs) striking out on your own is always it's always daunting but it is 90 percent of the time worth it yes and i did not regret my decision at all of course i have my regrets like the one regret that i had was just was i i broke my mom's heart i did and it I think like it's still kind of like years later it's still kind of it still kind of hurts, but um, but we still love each other so so very much and she's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my mom so much. <laughs> she's the beast. <laughs> and I'm using humor to keep myself together. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah. Um. But that's about I do not regret where I am right now. And I know that I can work to make things a little bit better if I want to be um, happier in some cases. Like I know it's rough, but yeah. Yeah. And uh, in the character for Ren, um, that's why for her things were more personal. She had to work to try and get by herself. Mm-hmm. And um, 
but I looked up to her as a character because I wanted to be someone who was still very um, compassionate and I wanted to be someone who still wanted to work through even if things looked very bad. And mm -hmm. those main two personality traits were two were from two very important people in my life. Yeah. Her, her compassion and her kindness towards others uh, came from my mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and meanwhile, her, her being like, there's a lot of stressful things happening, but I need to take action right now if mm -hmm. I want to get results came from, I suppose, my own mentor to being an adult uh, was my friend Fee. Okay. And that's and that's how she was. Uh, she was very, very on it and wanting to get things done. Mm -hmm. And I combined those two characteristics um, mm -hmm. to kind of solidify her as a character. And those were like, I guess those were kind of like her two roles as a character. Okay. It's like, um, don't, she is not someone who solves her problems through violence. Instead, mm -hmm. she talks to someone she tries to show kindness and she shows mercy she only feels that she has to fight back if a line is crossed mm -hmm. or and she tries to find a solution to try and get like an answer especially if it's something that she knows that she can be able to get an answer to okay and yeah <laughs> so that's how she that was her baseline as like a role play as a role play a character in tumblr and mm -hmm. like She's made plenty of friends of different shapes and sizes, and I loved it. And uh, yeah. apparently, apparently, her compassion and it was kind of it actually surprised me. Oh my goodness, was the fact that um, the fact that she was just someone who was still very sweet and nice, but didn't take, I guess, like take harsh things from other people, um, mm -hmm. was what attracted other characters towards her. And there's yeah. this running, there's this running joke that she seemed to attract trouble a lot. She didn't look for it; it just came yeah. over to her. Like very, very questionable characters. It's like here is a personification of pestilence that just wants to be her companion. Here is here is death. Here is yeah. Here's like some <laughs> demonic characters and everything, and like here are some very. They're just dark characters, but they yeah. like her so freaking much, and they get and they get so they they get so warm at the face about her, and it's it's great. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was one of the best things ever. So of course her fear friends are just like Ren, please. <laughs> Where do yeah. you keep finding these people? <laughs> She's because like, Tumblr. Because Tumblr, and I, I am sorry, I, I didn't, I legitimately did not know at the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone will fault you for not being aware that just sometimes Tumblr can just be the worst. Oh but, my gosh, uh, again. But... I, but I think it's a good sign that you are still wanting to continue Ren's story even after spending so much time as a Tumblr roleplay blog. <laughs> I keep having this feeling that you have to, I'm like I'm like hearing like some some war flashbacks crossing your mind right now. See, I I've actually never like had any like roleplay blogs. The most roleplay experience that I have had started when I did like tabletop games, mm -hmm. but I've been on Tumblr since 2011, so I know I can get real weird and real dark and real icky. 
Oh my goodness, yeah. It it can get it was there was a lot of things that were like very, very icky and I my own role for Ren to interact because I noticed that she, yeah, it's like Ren, you are really attracting some very, very dark characters. Mm-hmm. And it and it's not that they want to hurt her or anything. That was the hilarious thing to me, was that all these dark characters it it kinda turned into like I guess this beauty and the beast type of trope was the thing. Because they wanted to, they were, they could be horrible and mean and grotesque, but with her, they were soft. <laughs> they were okay. soft. Um, but my rule, for sure, was is that I heavily avoided characters that were those teehee, I'm killing people for fun, or they are someone who openly want to hurt people. Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. as you have introduced me, they, they, they were suffer puppets. And yeah, I love that word that you, that you taught me just now. It's really great. <laughs> and so that was my own role was that I, I did not feel comfortable with them. So I don't follow them and I don't interact with them because mm-hmm. I did not want to put Ren into that, those horrible situations myself, to be very honest. Well, mm-hmm. oh, it's. Like, she, it's okay for her to get into very tense, scary situations, but I don't want her to be traumatized and hopeless. That is not the goal of her character. I want her to be hope, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't like, I don't like, ooh, I just want to break these characters so much. Oh, I love, it's like, oh, you love your characters so much and you just want to have them suffer. And to this day, I don't understand that logic. <laughs> I don't. I still don't understand that logic. Is it just me? me. It's not you. Okay. And I'm going to keep it there because I'm trying to keep my life low sodium content. <laughs> We're trying to be not as salty, <laughs> but I will tell you, I do have plenty of salt towards that type of attitude, mostly because I'm just like, but why though? Yeah. So I feel like this is probably a good point to seg into, um, what are, is like the roleplay blog on Tumblr the most recent place that you've had, Ren, or has she gone on to another medium? She has gone on to another medium. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy, howdy. Okay, so... Yeah. As I start, as I uh, started to create her roleplay blog, I started to notice a very sad thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of my roleplay friends started to leave. A lot. There was very, very little activity happening, and I was in. I was still trucking through like a lot of like, a lot of like harshness that is being an adult, and that is. And when I'm, I notice that whenever I get really stressed and I'm in very, very stressful situations, I end up becoming creatively ambitious. I, Mm -hmm. and my partner has pointed this out to me and she's, she's still (laughs) very right. Um, I have the tendency to bite more than I could chew. I end up wanting to take on more projects and I just want Mm -hmm. more just to kind of make up for the stress that I'm going through right now. Can I have some good things? Yeah. And so the problem with that is that that ends up adding to some more stress and it ends up becoming, oh, I just let myself down because I couldn't look through a project that I wanted to do momentarily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like that's something that everyone who's creative in any capacity can 
attest to. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one because, yeah, it, whenever I get stressed, I, be, I become wanting to end up, like, getting into more. And even my friend Shannon was just like, mm-hmm. it's like, friend, <laughs> I yeah. see you wanting to take another project. Are you sure you're going to be okay with that? I'm like, I got yeah. it. I got it. I'll see this with her. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just creating things is a lot of fun. But when you aren't doing it in a healthy, well, if you aren't doing it with reasonable expectations of yourself, you're just building up that Jenga tower with blocks blocks from the bottom. Yes, yes. So as I said earlier, Ren was my flexible character who who always jumped in in different universes. The most recent, I guess, popular universe, the most recent fandom universe – that she was in was in the Cuphead universe only because when Cuphead came out I fell in deep love with it even when I got the first uh, trailer of it mm-hmm. I wanted this game to come out and I wanted it to succeed and oh my gosh did it succeed and I'm so proud of them and <laughs> it, it brought back my love of old animation that I used to watch in old VHS tapes that my mm-hmm. uh that my abuelito Pito, uh, used used to give me and show me. He gave me Betty Boop. Mm-hmm. He gave me um, yeah. some very old tunes, Woody Woodpecker even. And um, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, Silly Symphonies too. Yeah, like that kind of host pipe animation. Yeah, yeah. Hey, did you know that, uh, that Walt Disney actually didn't uh, fully create Mickey Mouse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my... Eworks or iWorks, I believe. Yeah, and that blew my freaking mind when I when I found that out, and I mm-hmm. of course found out that it was uh, uh that it was iWorks that created um the skeleton dance and skeletons frolic when he moved into yeah. other, uh, to another studio. So it was those mm-hmm. cartoons that I absolutely adored when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. when Cuphead came out, I was like, I want to do something and (laughs) and i must create i want to do something so as for so for fun i was like hey ren what would you look like if you were like a tune version of a witch and i Mm -hmm. created her uh with uh some inspiration of uh, of course like betty boop being the biggest one but uh, she also had some inspiration from like silly symphony characters as well uh one of them Mm -hmm. being the moth the moth girl um Ooh, nice yeah like one of them being the moth girl from one of the from one of the silly symphony uh animations mm-hmm. and um and so she she got a lot of attention and that's what yeah. uh, brought over like some of my uh some of my newest friends um one of them being dial and they are they're wonderful they're a wonderful friend of mine um mm-hmm. And they have, they actually helped me out in uh, finding out who I am as a gender fluid person. So of course, (laughs) so I I noticed that as Ren goes into another world, I end up coming into another chapter of my life. I seem to notice. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but as I was Ren, I was making Ren as a tune, it opened up to a lot of fun things for me because um, I was still, again, I was going through a harsh time in my life um, with, um, gosh, this is kind. Of, this is kind of still a recent wound, but it was with uh, an another ex friend of mine. Um, 
And there was just a lot of drama. There was a lot of yeah. drama that was going on with me. And I'll mm-hmm. say I'll very I'll save you the details, don't you worry. You <laughs> can do that behind the scenes if you want to if you're curious about it, but as for now, I will not unleash that. <laughs> but I just went you just went real Texan on me, Lot. <laughs> My southern draw loves to just loves to show up at some at certain points, but uh, so again, I was going through a, another harsh time, and so I tried to get it up with like some positiveness. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, I want to take the moment to like be like Shannon. <laughs> you still mean a lot to me, and I'm sorry that I was so such a handful. God, my poor friend, my poor mm-hmm. friend. I love her too. I love her so freaking much, but um. But it's not, but it's not Shannon that I was having mm-hmm. trouble with. It was another guy that yeah. I was having trouble with. It was guy trouble. Let's just put it like that. I'm over here throwing my hand in the air. It's guy trouble. And so, <laughs> um, and so I soaked up Cuphead and mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with creating like short comics of Cuphead and Mugman, uh, interacting with Ren. I even took the time to work on my very first animatic that I have not done in years. Nice. You can legitimately still find it on YouTube. And um, it was just, it was just my me just expressing my love towards this this game. This that where where they were like showing their love for this medium too and two D animation. Mm-hmm. So I worked on that and. Um, and it was wonderful. It was a great time. And that universe was literally just, here is a Toon, here's Toon Ren interacting with other Toon characters. And that's it. So again, yeah. more, more tuniness, more fun, nothing serious, nothing angsty. But of course, with Tumblr being Tumblr, they will take anything and turn it into angstiness. Yep. And I'm saying it. But <laughs> so that's how that world started to slowly trickle away from my life. But I still love, I still love seeing the the characters and the tune world that my friends are making. Like one of them, like being Connie O'Clock, uh, Cammy Millie being a little tea bag. Cammy Millie, little tea bag Aww, girl. Nice. And Con- and Connie O'Clock um was to, is supposed to be a non uh non binary mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I love Dials so much because uh, they created this character and I discovered that when Connie O'Clock is designed as a human character, uh, they are they are black and they are also very, very curvaceous, they chubby, <laughs> and they're non-binary, which is great! It's amazing! Did you point out it and you went, it me, it me? <laughs> Yeah, because like, because I'm I'm Hispanic, I'm a person of color, and I'm also pretty chubby. And for the longest time, as to why I've struggled with being considered to be gender fluid, non-binary, I struggled with this very romanticized idea that in order to become non-binary, you have to be waif and androgynous, and you have to be mm-hmm. skinny and all that jazz. And that's kind of what bummed me out. So when Connie came to my life... Oh my goodness, it just, it just put, it just lifted a lot of things for me. And um, it was great. And so, and during that chapter of the Toon World and everything, I started to realize a little bit more about myself. Mm-hmm. And so then we go to another chapter. <laughs> In this chapter, um, this is when I was starting to actually create and think about Ren's story. 
as a serious as a serious thing i am and i am legitimately writing this right now i'm writing the very first draft in an old journal that i have held on to for years Tell I mean, you know those fancy, fancy Italian leather journals that you see in freaking Barnes and Nobles. Oh yes. <laughs> so that one, I it was eighty dollars. I remember it being eighty dollars. I'm not joking. It was eighty dollars. Okay. I, it, because it's one of those like super thick, thick books. It was like mm-hmm. it, it. It's like a freaking. <laughs> it, it's. You know, my gosh, it's about a, the size of a small fist in 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 thickness. That's how thick it was, and it was leather bound, okay. made out of leather, and all that. And I was like, I have to make sure that I write something very, very important into this one, and I haven't for years. And then I finally <laughs> took yeah. a friend's story and was like, I need to write it, and that's mm-hmm. the only way. Um. I will say, let me go ahead and give you some advice from my own favorite author, Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Um, just write it. And I know mm-hmm. that just hearing that is, it sucks. Yeah. It, it, it sucks. It, the whole just write it. And the first thing you come to mind is like, oh, you just think it's that easy, don't you? <laughs> it's yeah. just that easy. But it's the matter of doing it makes you think that at least you are doing it. And... I will, my advice, my advice to make sure that you don't end up going back and revising, my advice is to take a, a leather book or just a journal. Just take something, just paper and a pen mm-hmm. and write your story. Do not type it out because yeah. the, it's the psychological pressure of seeing a very clean word pad or like, what does people use? Microsoft Word right in front of you and you're typing it and you have that luxury of the backspace button without mm-hmm. without it being dirty and causing a mess with paper and pen you don't have that you don't have the backspace and so that's what I'm doing right now I'm trying to write out Ren's story without without a plan um, Okay. and I did and believe me though funny thing is that I did have a plan I was going through that phase of like I have to know I have to know what I'm doing I have to have a plan I have to be good at this I have to mm-hmm. I have to take up like some sort of knowledgeable class I took up a free Pixar uh, storytelling class. Oh, nice! And uh, it's still very good, by the way. I still recommend it for those who yeah. want to become storyboarders and everything because it's great. It's great, and if. And if it's Pixar and they're letting it out for free, so guys, I recommend yeah. go get it, <laughs> and because that source is there. Yeah. And I went through the whole story spine thing and everything, and um, I realized it was during a time when I when me, when I wanted Shannon's characters to be a part of Ren's story because I'm like, these are Ren's friends and they've been so they've been stuck with her for so long. It, it's hard for her to not see without them. But as time passed, me and Shannon had this mutual agreement and it was hard for us, but I remember us crying about it. <laughs> but um we're emotional. <laughs> but she and I agreed that Ren went that it's easier for the both of us for Ren to have her own story. Well, Shannon yeah. makes her own story for her own characters. And it was great. It was healthy and it was great. And so at that time, I'm just like, I need, so I had to scrap 
everything that I had, I scrapped all of it. And at that point, I'm like, I have to start from scratch now. And so I just, yeah. So now I'm just writing. <laughs> no more planning. No more any of that. It's just, just do it. Yeah. And so far, it's it's great and it feels great. And then I will say the the tip is write down your story. Don't stop until you reach the end. You reach the end. Okay, write it again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how and that's how it gets done. And I'm already in this place of like, oh, I know where I'm going to revise, but I have to get to the ending first. Mm-hmm. So Ren's story is is that she is still a witch who is taken by someone who believes that they have potential in her. And as things goes on, she starts to realize that she is depending on this one person so much who is actually not looking into the best of interest for her in the end. Mm-hmm. And so her story was became personal. It's like my own. She has to become her own person and to make her own choices and be confident behind them. And that's where her story is going now. Meanwhile, of course, I'm still having fun with her with Barton Hollow that I'm gushing about somewhere else on that I'm going to be gushing <laughs> out uh, in YouTube. And that's where people see Charles, Detective Acker and Balder and everyone like them in Twitter. But mm-hmm. as for Ren right now, as her own person with her own story, it's her becoming who, well, the character that I wish I had when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. someone who is still compassionate who still wants to like take the steps even if it feels like she can't. And she mm-hmm. still tries to take the step forward and realize that she doesn't need someone to tell to tell her who she is. Mm-hmm. And that she can become and make her own choices to be who she can be. And it means a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, it is. So, like, that's that's my goal. And okay. um, it's my goal to make it into a webcomic, and I know that in itself is very, very daunting, but I at least want to have a story written. So, <laughs> yeah. that's that's all I want right now. <laughs> and that's, that's Ren Santos, and you will still see her in my Monster of the Week campaign of Barton Hollow, but with her own story... It's it is meant to be a very personal slice of life, um, slice of life world of a witch trying to make it by and to be her own person in the end, and she does, and she gets <laughs> friends along the way, and it's great, and they're two yes. monsters, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your final question for today uh-huh. uh, is: I feel like this is going to kind of be a self op- a self evident answer given how much you've talked about this throughout the recording. I'm so sorry. Uh, but why do you love Ren so much? Gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. You didn't even know. It's because, uh, because again, she is, she was someone who I wanted to be and actually mm-hmm. helped me become who I want to be nowadays. Uh, someone who is still like still full of love and still wants to have compassion and I love her as a character because she can still be very strong without being so cold and harsh and mean and violent because you know for some reason I've had to follow this trope of you have to be you have to be a, a kick-butting woman 
and you have to be mean about it. And mm-hmm. I didn't want that when I was when I was younger and as I was growing up. So that's why I love friends so much. And I love her over the fact that she can make allies and friends despite things seeming to be terrifying. That's why I loved her a lot. Honestly. That's why I still love her a lot. Mm-hmm. And where her story is going to go, I'm finding that out myself. But we're going through it together, pretty much. <laughs> the most important way to do stuff is together. <laughs> <laughs> it's together. That's pretty much how it is. It's kind of funny, too, because I feel like I, I'm, I'm reverting her back to how she used to be. And I'm kind of actually seeing windows of myself once more. And that's actually why one of the most recent chapters is very hard to read. Because it's a very personal moment of one of the hardest times of my life and that was going through a lot of emotional abuse but it's there and it's nest i hate that i i hate to say that it was necessary but that's was one of the stepping stones to become your own person mm-hmm. and that's why i love her a lot because she <laughs> makes it through <laughs> and it's great <laughs> and i will gush for hours about my characters and i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay it's okay yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Locke. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I had yeah. a good time. <laughs> thank you for having me, actually. Thank you so very much for having me. So, where can people find you on the internet if you want to be found? Ooh. I got anything you want to promote? Uh, anything Ooh. else that you might be on? Ooh. Uh, well, they can, people, can still, people can still find my art over at uh, Miss Locke Art dot tumblr.com and that's lock with an e at the end mm-hmm. and art with an a r t yeah and uh people can find my personal twitter where they can be able to find my sketches and me still gushing about my own characters at yams lock and um as i've mentioned i guess i kind of teased before uh y- people can see my animatics on youtube and i can I can always link that there. I have no idea where how I can link it. What is my YouTube anyway? I've had it for years. My ramen noodles or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, if you want to, uh, if you want to, like, once the episode goes up, if you want to, like, make a tweet about it or something, then I can retweet it from the Wayward account, and then that way it can like get shared and associated with the episode. Yeah, I could definitely do that. I could go ahead yeah. and say, here's my YouTube. Y'all, here's my here is my art stuff and everything. Oh, and I'm on Pillow Fort. That's also new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still trying to get used to Pillow Fort, but I'm also on Pillow Fort for those who have like one of the beta keys. And um, on YouTube, while I don't have much content, I am planning on literally doing a story time type of thing of me gushing about the Monster of the Week, Barn Hollow. Which, okay. Which features a lot of my recent host OCs. And also Ren in there as one of the main players. It's great. Okay. I love nice. Barn Hollow so much. <laughs> that's another <laughs> that's another hour long of gush there. <laughs> but I'll spare you, I'll leave that to you too. <laughs> <laughs> the Home for We Would OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our theme song is Violet by Ponington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. You can also email us at WaywardOCPod at gmail.com. 
Uh, and I, as I know I said last time, uh, I do have guests booked for at least the next couple of months. Uh, but if you're, but if you are someone you know are interested in being on the show, uh, send me an email, send me a tweet, and we can talk about getting you on the schedule for that. However, uh, since at the time of this recording, uh, there are, lo- I'm just gonna say lots of votes that are in favor of me including, like, friendly promotion like friendly promos for other podcasts uh so once i figure out what how i'm going to do that i will probably set up some kind of a google drive or uh if you are interested in having a promo for the show uh you can send that to me or get in touch with me and we can figure out about how to make that work um and Finally, as with all podcasts, it is always extremely helpful if you uh, subscribe and rate and or review us on your listening platform of choice, because that helps us to beat Apple's algorithm, find more guests, and to brighten more people's days. <laughs> so, thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Reward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. what to do i do believe that i got the vices <laughs> <laughs> oh boy boy howdy though <laughs>